We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. I'm Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And welcome to Not Your Token Black Girl, where we recover from spreading black girl magic wherever we go. From careers and cocktails to men and mental health, we're breaking it all down on what it means to wear the token crown. So if you've ever said, I'm not your token, fill in the blank, then this podcast is for you. A fun and witty show that's a little bit shady, but 100% true. It's Saturday brunch combo with the girls in a quick 20 minutes. Now let's get started. On today's episode of Not Your Token Black Girl, we're diving into the sticky topic of prenups and postnups. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, I'm glad that it starts as, hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. <laughs> that is it. How's your week going so far? It's a hot-ass mess, but, you know, I live to see Ooh. another day. When is it not? Yeah. No, this week has been crazy, to say the least, but I guess things are on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, we're closer to the election. Did you see how many people are turning out for the election in Texas? Girl, in my county, it was 97% of registered voters are like 97% of people that can register, registered. And I was like, oh, okay, kudos. This is good. Okay, I'm excited, but I hope it's not a bunch of Trumpers. I know. You see that? Turn Texas blue. Turn Texas blue is trending. So hopefully that's what that means. I would be so proud of this state. You know, I'm a Texas girl through and through. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'd be tired. Of I'm real tired of it. And, but I thought the same thing. I was like, ooh, it's a lot of people turning out. But hopefully that means that it's a lot of non-Trump supporters turning out. Right. I voted early. I voted early on the second day of early voting. Did you uh, use the timer thing, the wait line? Timer? Didn't because um, on the first day I drove by and saw the ridiculously long line. So I said, I'm just going to wake up super, super early and get there for like six o'clock. The polls opened at seven. I was pulling in the parking lot at 6.15. I didn't want to get out of my car and stand like on the side of the building because just a woman alone at night, just not my thing. But when people finally started to get out, I ended up being like the sixth or seventh person in line. Polls opened right at seven. I was out the door by like seven fifteen, seven twenty. Keep in mind, 
that before the polls even opened, there was already like a 45 to 60 minute wait Yeah, early in the morning. So part of me is excited that people are taking this so seriously. Part of me is like, I hope you aren't Trumpers. But also, is this still a form of voter suppression that we have to wait in these long ass lines? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I mean, but whatever. Everybody just needs to, yeah, everybody just needs to vote. I'm taking a group. So my, a lot of my little cousins, this is their first time being able to vote. So we're putting, organizing a whole event around it yeah. so that, that we can make sure they get there. I make sure my brother gets there. We got shirts to go along with the event. My aunt called me, actually, this was her whole idea. She's like, we need to organize the entire family. Let's get shirts and let's go together. So we're making an event. Even if I go before them, we'll still make it a thing so that we make sure all of our family has even like my grandma has, I think a mail-in, but we want to still make sure she's involved and take her to drop it off and like making it a whole thing. Cause it's a big deal, especially for the younger generation in our family that's just now getting to vote. And this is like super pivotal for them and yeah. for the world. Right. So but me and Albert have been tracking the thing every morning to see like, okay, can we make it before our first meeting? Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, but it's serious. Yeah. That has been a big thing for the whole week. So, yeah. But I guess let's let's get into what we're talking about today. I know we can rant all day about election stuff, but um, I think that this is also a very important topic. <laughs> Prenups, baby. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yes, we should talk. They're just more popular as Ooh. the time goes on. Okay? And you know, I'm messy. I like talking Ooh. about messy topics. Like, oh, I'm messy too, girl. I'm trying to hear all the, the, the business <laughs> and drama. And I really want some comments this time to see. Like, and somebody ping me, if you will, and tell me your thoughts. But no. Okay. So let's look at some of the facts first, right? So only 5% of divorces that occur in the United States um, have a prenup hmm. um, in place. Okay. And then... Um, a well-drafted prenup can override the community property law, which is essentially just means everything's 50-50, right? If you don't have a prenup, it's 50-50. If you have a prenup, like it's supposed to be able to override that whole thing. Yeah. Um, uh, prenuptial agreements aren't just protecting real estate and assets, but because divorce rates now are in the double digits, um, in most countries, not just U.S., um, they're also protecting the children. So it's oh. like a little bit of that as well. I didn't know that. Yeah, girl. And then, but it can't determine like custody and visitation rights. That's like a whole nother piece of it. Oh, like okay. it just, it's just protecting their assets from what Got I understand. Got it. Like, that makes sense. Like if you, your children have a trust or something Got or it. like a bike. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Um, okay, and this is my last 63% of people believe that they would be at a higher risk of divorce if their partner asked them for a prenup. And that was a big one to me because I'm like, that's a pretty big percent. Like over half the people think that if they even ask that it's going to make it more like it, it makes it more high, highly likely that they'll get a divorce. Let's start there. So yeah. If Mike had come to me asking for a prenuptial agreement, I would have felt some type of way. 
at first. I would have felt some type of way. But and however, both of us were, you have to look at, at least I look at marriages as business arrangements cloaked in love. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to fall, at least this is what I've been told. You're going to fall in and out of love with your life partner. That's just only to be expected. Like living in the same house, making decisions 24 seven with the same human being is going to get frustrating. Like they're going to get on your nerves. There's going to be days when you don't like them and days that you really like them. But at the very foundation of it, there is an agreement that is saying, I am signing up to make all financial decisions, all medical decisions, all family decisions with this person. Yeah. Um, as we go about the business of living our lives for whether that be, we have 10 more years on this planet or a hundred more years on the planet. We are coming together as two separate people and entities who have been operating in a single space. And now we're combining all of that. Yeah. People think I'm a heartless B-I-T-C-H when I say like there's a business behind it. But if you look at it that way, it really is. The foundation of that marriage is respect, love, and I would hope friendship. Respect should never go away. But anyone that's been married a while, sometimes you love your husband and sometimes <laughs> you don't that knucklehead a pie, right? <laughs> Not a knucklehead. And so if you have built something that you want to protect, should the marriage dissolve, I think there is a healthy way to have that communication before you get married. I don't think any time should be off limits if this is someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That's how I look at that. Yeah, I think like as a grown-ass woman, I get the concept of marriage having a business like aspect, right? Like it's a lot of, it's business cloaked in love, if you will. Um, But, you know, I think when I got married, in my late 20s-ish, you just are, like, it's very la-la land, right? So I think if Albert would have come to me, or even if I would have come to him, it would have been, I think that's where that 63% is. It's like, well, hold on, wait a minute. I'm sure this is what a lot of people think. Hold on, wait a minute. Why would you ask me that? Is it because you think that we're not going to last? You know, I think that's the immediate thought. Again, because we're in la-la land, like, we went to counseling, we went to um, faith-based counseling, of course, and then we went to counseling, um, also faith-based, but uh, more like structured into how we were going to do the ceremony type thing, right? Um, and we didn't bring up prenups at all. We did bring up finances, and we, I think that stuff is important to talk about before entering into a marriage because that's the business aspect of things. But I think that I would have definitely been taken aback if it was one of those things like, you know, we're young, we haven't made our millions yet, but we're, we're living. Um, can you give me a prenup before we make a million? <laughs> our millions, even though we're going to be together and I'm riding with you, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that that was like, that's my thoughts on it. But now, um, as again, as a grown ass woman, like I get it a little more and I'm like, okay, there is this huge business thing with marriage, right? Like, yeah. Um, we make a lot more business decisions together. Albert and I didn't live together before we got married. So we bought our first house together. We went 
and we did, you know, we started businesses together. And so now it's becoming more intertwined and it's like, oh, now I kind of get why people do that. Mm -hmm. I still don't think that I'm a can like, I, I just don't feel like I'm a candidate for it. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. Yeah, I no, I mean, I agree. Like, like I said, if Mike would have approached me with that, I, I would have felt some type of way at first, but I, I would have wanted to hear him out. But it's not like either one of us were like rolling in the dough at that, you know, yeah. we, we, we were, you know, at the same level. We run um, together, friend. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. But I think um, if I say all of that to say, like, I think if you are considering marriage, you should at least be open to creating a safe space to talking about that. Yes. If one of you would like to entertain that conversation. Yes. It doesn't mean just having the conversation means there's a lack of trust. It doesn't mean that you're going to go through with the prenuptial agreement. It could mean those things or it might not, but I think uh, creating a healthy environment to be able to talk about any and everything, prenups and other things included, is important as you look in, into going into a marriage. But people forget too, is that you fight prenups all the time. Like, you know, so it's almost like you present this document and say, okay, I don't want to have to give you 50% because technically the law is, and I just know Texas law, like, cause it's communal assets. It's like, everything's 50%, no matter what. Right. Mm -hmm. But like with the prenup, it's basically saying a lot of people get it to where you come in with what you started with. And so that, that language I think is, can still be fought. If you've been in a marriage for 10, 15 years, y'all decide to part ways. Y'all start at the bottom. Now you're here. And then you like, now you need to go back to the bottom. No, no. So we fight in this pre, you know what I'm saying? So it's like almost one of those things where I'm like, does it, would it even matter at that point? Cause so many, look at Mary J's situation. I think about that all the time. Cause I cannot believe her man had her out here paying spouse support and child support. Like that's a mess. That's a mess where I would be more open to having a conversation about a prenup or a postnup because there are postnuptial options yeah. is to protect the assets of our children. Mm -hmm. um, I like the idea of it, or I shouldn't say I like it. I would be open to a conversation because I, I am of the mindset of it's always better to plan the exit strategy when you're in a loving space, right? We have seen couples that we thought were going to stand the test of time yeah, and they end up in a bloodbath of a divorce. I, to protect my heart, to protect Mike's heart, I would be okay with us sitting down and say, should things go awry for whatever reason, this is how we would like this to play out so that the ending, we're not caught up in ill will at that point, depending on why we got to that point and that we came to an exit strategy together, being very thoughtful and careful of each other's feelings. Um, yeah. I would really be open to having a conversation about how we protect the assets that we've created together for Aria. Um, because often in nasty divorces, everything is up on the table and no one is like thinking past seeing in red. So it's, it's nuclear war on, on everything. And I think that's not only harming the couple, it's harming what they've built for the generations to come. 
So I do, I would be open to having conversations about Mike and I are going to be together forever. We've had several conversations about, we, we don't believe in divorce. Now there are things that if, if he cheated, um, that would be incredibly hard to swallow. Um, and he's got things that would be incredibly hard for him to swallow, but that's where the 50, 50 comes in. (laughs) (laughs) But besides that, we have said, we know there will be times when we will grow apart and then we will have to work to come back together. There will be times when we're sleeping in other rooms or whatever the case may be. Marriages are cyclical, but what we have agreed on is we will never touch anything that we have built for Aria. We built that as her parents and that lies separate from our our, our role as husband and wife. Yeah. And I think it's too like, because I played this, me and Albert do this thing called scenarios where we like make stories and talk about them, whatever. And we've seen a story. And so I gave it to him. I said, it was like a cheating story. Yeah. I said, if you, uh, oh no, we were watching Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Have, have you seen yeah. Wolf of Wall Street? Okay. So we were watching Wolf of Wall Street and I was like, boo, if you, let's put the case in that you decide like we've been married you make your first like million like I'm I'm helping you it's our business like I'm helping you but you make this huge amount of money fortune whatever we're like living our best lives and then you find this like young this is when we're older you find this young girl that's like just like the bomb.com right and you fall in love with her and you decide oh okay this is what I want to do like at that point me because i i know deep in my soul how i'm gonna feel i'm gonna just ask for everything and you want to start over and i said are you giving me everything since you hurt me and that's where stuff comes because you know what i'm saying like in that situation i'm not gonna be fair i'm not gonna want to be like it's 50 50 i'm like no you start back from the bottom with you and your little girl and i am going to live my best life with what we have built together and so that's where it comes in where it's like okay prenup so then do you think when, just going off that story, do you think when you hit a certain point in life, you start having the conversation about post-nups? I would totally be open to that. Yeah? Um, yeah, because again, going back to the business aspect of it, if you have been putting in the work into this marriage, into building a life together, and all of a sudden your business partner bows out. That's a choice they made that's going to impact you. So both parties need to make sure that they're protected, especially later in life. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you an example. Just like what you said, you guys have been building this business and Albert decides to act a fool and go with this hot Young, toddy. hot girl, yeah. Right. To me... I would say we should have been having conversations. Hey, we've made our first financial milestone, whatever that is, whether it's a thousand dollars, a hundred thousand, hundred million, whatever that milestone is. And says, Hey, let's put some parameters in place that says, okay, should um, this happen or should this happen? You see all of these clauses. Some are crazy. Like, Oh, if you gain more than 30 pounds, I'm not talking about that, but I'm saying if you break a marital vow, this is the potential outcome. The person that was wronged will receive this. The person that stepped out will receive this. Like, I think those are conversations that you should definitely have because the stakes are low. 
when you're young and y'all don't have anything. The stakes are high when you've built your 20, 30 years in and you've built this incredible life together. So I think billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. I think revisiting those conversations makes sense, right? The course of your your marriage makes sense. Yeah. And that that I can support. Yeah. So riled up about it. You have conversations about how your sex life is going. Like, yeah, hey, working for you because this ain't working for me. Like, I need you to do this. And right now yeah. you're not doing that. Right. Yeah. Hey, your spending has gotten out of control. We can cover it because we're a big ballin' now. But this is where it's concerning me based on our retirement goals. We have check-ins in our marriage everywhere else. I don't understand why it's so taboo to have check-ins about a, a post-up. Yeah, Albert doesn't have check-ins with me about my financial spending because um, that one is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and I'm just kidding. These are di- different couples checking about different things. Some couples yeah. check in about everything. Some couples check in about nothing. But I feel like you set the cadence for what's important in your marriage and what you guys need to be on one accord with and what yeah. you guys are like, you can do you over here. I'm going to do me over here. And, and, and that's that. So I think each couple has to find their own cadence. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that prenups are good um, for if you want to do it. I think if you're, um, you know, at a certain stage, it's smart to start with the prenup. Um, if you maybe got married, say, around when you're younger, like Crystal and I, it didn't come up as that. So postnups become an option as you grow together and have children and start thinking. But, um, you know, either way, I think my brain always goes back to it feeling a little too contracty, but it is, it's a, it is a smart business decision, I think, but it's, I think even for me, it's like, um, it's hard for my core to like, like my soul doesn't feel happy about that. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to dictate this is what happens in the end. It can be um, sharing of assets. So, um, you know, we've had conversations where we say, okay, the next home that we buy, we're going to put in a trust for Aria, right? This is, the, this is building her financial portfolio. So me, we, we don't, but we could very well have an agreement that says, hey, the next home that we're going to buy goes to Aria. This is going to go into her trust. The property after that will go to Mike. So Mike, you will have X number of thousands of dollars to pay for this property. You will lead the search for that. The next one will go to Crystal. So we all have our own individual portfolios, but it's all housed under one family. So post and prenups, they don't also have to determine the end of the relationship. It could also be tied to mapping out financial and generational wealth. It could also include things that are, don't have monetary value. Like, hey, after I have this second baby, you're agreeing right now that I can get a mommy makeover. Of course, that's tied to a dollar value. But if that's that important to me, we can put it in a contractual agreement. We can have our family attorney oversee it to make sure I'm comfortable making a decision of ruining my body again so that we can have another child. I just want to guarantee that I'm going to get this on the other end because at the yeah. end of the day, we both have access to our money, but I want to make sure my chief husband doesn't forget we <sighs> had this conversation before I go pushing out another one of his big headed kids. So it doesn't always yeah. dictate the end. 
it can be about building or growing. Um, or if something is super important to someone, if Mike wanted to purchase a home in Nigeria, I would really want to talk about that because mm-hmm. I don't understand how that fits into our financial plan. We've made a decision. We're not moving to Nigeria, even though you grew up there, like that's been the discussion. So we would have to come to some type of agreement and I might say, okay, we can get this one house in Nigeria, but I want an agreement that says like, you aren't looking to move us there. You are looking to build out a portfolio in Nigeria because this is what their market is doing. And this is how I feel like it could negatively impact or positively impact. So, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to constitute the end. Yeah. I guess that makes sense too. I think it a pre or post nup can just be be different life contracts. It's all handshake deals in my house. Like in here, uh, it's one of those things. Like, okay, I'm gonna do this next <laughs> week, or I'm gonna go out and buy this. Are you good with it? Yep. Okay, let's do. You know. Yeah. Um, but I do again. I think that it is a smart business decision as you grow to have some type, even if it's not post nups. I think mediation that says like this is what what we're agreeing to together and like those it is business decisions that you make together even when you do your life insurance like yeah you know how much are you getting like yeah like how much should I be getting you know like there's a lot of things like what am I parent what what happens for my parents like on both ends of the spectrum exactly yeah those are all conversations very important to marriage Exactly. Now, if you marrying for a come up, you know, your man. It's a little different. Get your prenup, girl. 25. This is a totally different conversation. Um, But yeah, it's all handshake deals and kisses over here. You know, anything written out. Now we have our will. um, And we've got, hey, if Crystal kicks the bucket, this is what she would like to happen. You know, this is what she would like to happen with. Aria and making sure her family's still involved and things like that. Um, If you don't feel that you're in a a healthy relationship where you can count on your partner, like if, if Mike passed away, like he has no, he doesn't have anything to worry about. Like his family will still be involved. I will still take Aria to visit his family. They will still be very present in her life. And the same would happen with me. I have no doubt that my husband would ensure that my family is still very connected to Aria and, and she to them. But if you don't have that type of openness in your relationship and you want to somehow ensure that, I think a will or some type of post-nuptial agreement surrounding that as much as the law will dictate in your state, um, you know, that's always an option. I know it's icky when you're talking about the law and love, um, but I do think like, the business of it will always be there, but the most important thing is love and respect. If you have love and respect and you never lose sight of that, regardless of if you're on rocky terms or really solid terms, you don't need an agreement. You don't need a legal yeah. agreement, in my opinion. My girlfriend, though, that is a, a lot, actually, a few of my girlfriends that are getting married after 30, they're getting prenups. And you know, I think it's, it's a little different. They're just a little more solid in their careers, like mm-hmm. have acquired a lot more wealth than they did in their twenties. So it's one of those things where like, okay, I just need to protect myself in that situation. Yeah. Um, and, and as far as like 
if when I have kids and like who who gets to see them after, I probably should put a clause to make sure Albert lets my mama come over. <laughs> but you know, Albert, come on now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, for real. I'm like, um, and my mama gets to spend the night <laughs> as much <laughs> as she wants. And my daddy. Oh, my mom is coming. <laughs> they come in regardless. My mama is going to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have told Mike, Albert I think Mike me. would remarry pretty quickly. He like needs a wife um, really oh for sure but i'm like Girl. i will haunt you um <laughs> there will be no marital relations uh-uh. will possess you <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be all up in your areas <laughs> right just hovering over to make sure everything's on the up and up that's funny that's awesome well we would love to get y'all's comments and feedback Catch us on social media, check out our website, give us your feedback, um, and share your thoughts with us on prenups. Yeah. All right. Bye. This is Allie J. And I'm Crystal O. And that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 12 p.m. Central for another episode of Not Your Token Black Girl. And also be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. And follow me at Basic Allie on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Crystal O. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.